0: This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station.
1: Hello, I'm Anif Baharuddin. You're tuned into the show that explores the narratives of historical landmarks and places in the Klang Valley. In this episode, we will talk about street names. This is the final monthly chat for the year 2022 that we'll be having with Heritage Conservation Expert Elizabeth Cardosa. And to end the year, we're going to talk about street names. Now, it's always interesting to reflect on street names, discover their origins and look at how they evolve. One example of it that will be mentioned a lot later in our chat is how Jalan Tuanku Abdul Rahman was once known as Batu Road. Later, it became Jalan Batu before evolving into Jalan Tuanku Abdul Rahman, now colloquially called Jalan Tar. We'll be talking about this and also try to unpack how we're supposed to reflect on these names and the relationship that they have with the areas that they're in.
0: Well, yeah. Well, one thing I suppose when you're looking at it is um, in terms of the name of the street is to know where it's located, right? But also to kind of look at why is it called that particular name? You know, and every time we look at streets, not so much... it's not so much that the, the, when, you know, when you said I'm passionate about the names, it isn't that so much about being passionate about the names, but actually the names help uh, us understand the history of the place and its setting, its origins, you know, whatever was considered to be significant enough for it to be named after a particular thing, especially historically, um, when we're looking at historical names, not not more sort of modern naming conventions, but you know, Dulu Dulu, right? And I think that it also is about when you when you came across these names or these places, because if I think back to when my parents used to, you know, they were born and bred in KL until they left KL. And so for them, their knowledge of KL, it's, it's streets, it's, you know, the names, would all go back to when they were young. So before and until the 1950s, 1960s, you know, so uh, it would kind of have come into their consciousness probably fairly, you know, early in the 1930s. And then, you know, 40s, 50s and 60s, if you're thinking about, you know, they would be familiar with a set of names. But then when the name started to kind of be changed, um, <clears throat> you the, and, and some names are changed earlier, right? They would know these names, uh, or maybe this, the new name. But then this new name, the second generation name, might be transformed again, you know, and become a, a different name. And so even when you think about like, you know, you mentioned Jalan to me earlier, right? Um, well, my parents will know it as Batu Road. And then some other people may know it as Jalan Batu. And then some other people may know it as Jalan Twanku Abdurrahman. And then now it's just called Jalan Ta, which is a capital T, full stop, capital A, full stop, capital R, full stop, right? And so you just call it Jalan Ta. And if you say Jalan Ta to someone, they may think it's just called T-A-R and it's not an abbreviation. So it depends on how you encounter it, I suppose, which is you know sort of um, is interesting. I mean, it tells for for someone like me, I suppose, it tells me how and maybe when you might have encountered uh, Kuala Lumpur when you might have come to live here, when you were and. And places like Subang, I mean, you ask me Subang and you ask me, like, you know, I may not know the the, the names of many of the streets in Subang. Also, they are named after the section. They're named after, you know, they, there's a numbering protocol, right? Um, I live in PJ, section 12. So everything is like Jalan or Lorong or whatever, 12 stroke something. But of course, section 12, PJ, is not the same as Section Twelve in uh, Subang, Subang Jaya, for example. And I'm sure that there are many other sort of places like that. So when you say I live in Section Twelve, you kind of have to know uh, Section Twelve where. You know what I mean, that kind of thing. Or if you say I live on uh, Jalan Semangat, or you know Jalan Banda, there may be many, many di- different Jalan Banda in and around. Um, not just the kale or the greater Klang Valley area, but you know, I'm sure that there are many you know Jalan Banda in many different towns in the country right so so it all depends on I suppose your location and how you you relate to to names but names do tell you something about the history of the
1: place. Mm. And before we get deeper into that, I have a very technical question. So when it comes to, I guess, identifying, I mean, the name of, of, of an area based on street names per se, are we actually talking about the literal street on where that area is? Because it's a bit difficult for me to sort of like envision like, um, uh, for example, if you tell me it's in Ampang, I can sort of like imagine where Ampang is. But if you if you say that it's on Jalan Ampang, I'll be wondering, like, how far does Jalan Ampang stretch? You know what I mean? And, and like, like, where would you consider, like, for example, if, if, a, if a building is perhaps around the vicinity of Jalan Ampang, but not technically on Jalan Ampang, does it still count that it's on Jalan, Jalan Ampang? You know what I mean? I mean, I don't want to be super technical about it, but yeah, I'm no, just wondering. Yeah,
0: no, I suppose it really all depends on how people um, encounter it, right? So somebody may say, oh, um, it's in Kampung Baru. So what exactly do you mean other, you know, the the boundaries of Kampung Baru, right? Correct. Um and again I think that will be sort of um oh well is Kampung Baru sort of bounded by, you know, uh Jalan Tun Razak or Jalan Dan or Jalan Ampang on the one side and Jalan, you know, uh well. Tun Razak on the other side and Jalan Dangwangi on one side and Jalan Ta or, you know, uh, Chowkit on the other. You know what I mean? It's like, what exactly do you mean by that? Because, you know, some people will say, well, the heart of Kampung Baru is, you know, this area. And then all around it is still Kampung Baru if you think about it from the city Boundaries and the way the city describes itself uh, or, or identifies its its areas, um, but because um, some of it has been redeveloped into you know high rise or whatever, then it's like oh well you know is that Kampu Baru or is it not Kampong Baru? And so you have a historical area which is defined by a boundary which you can see in maps, for example. Um, But um, as things progress, roads change, uh, they might get elongated, they might get cut off. Um, Their names do change for various reasons. Um, So Jalan Ampang, for example, um, you say you know Ampang. Ampang is Ampang Town.
1: Yeah, different from Jalan Ampang, right, technically?
0: (laughs) Well, but Jalan Ampang stretches from the center of KL to Ampang Town, right? So it's quite, a, it's a very long road. And so if you were looking at these early, early street names like Jalan Ampang, Batu Road, and Jalan Pataling, they were kind of very, you know, they were named after the area in Jalan Ipoh. They weren't Jalan Pahang. They're named after kind of like directional or they indicate something at the end of it or, you know, Jalan Istana. What is Jalan Istana? Well, you know, it's because the Istana was there. Or <clears throat> Jalan Pukaliling, what is now, it used to be circular, word, it's now Jalan Pukaliling. And, and no, it was became Jalan Pukaliling because that was a direct translation. And then it's now Jalan Tun uh, Tunrazak, Sorry, I get all the tunes mixed up, you know. And if you were lived in and grew up in KL, let's say, in the 19, in the, you know, in the early part of, of, of Merdeka. You might know it as circular road. And then if somebody says to you, Jalan Tun Raza, you kind of like have to spend time thinking. Whereas if I were to say to you, Jalan uh, tun, per, uh, tun Raza, you kind of don't relate it back to, jalan pekaliling or jalan uh, or, or circular road and yet on that street you have a plaza pekaliling on jalan pekaliling and it used to be the pekaliling flats which don't exist anymore so um but they were called the pekaliling flats because you know um, they were on jalan or just beside jalan pekaliling and plaza pekaliling is there you know so again when the road name then changes the association with things around it um also kind of disappear or get disconnected sometimes the connections remain but quite often the connections kind of get forgotten you know um so it's always nice to see when um there's an attempt to keep all the names together, except of course, you know, when you have many names, then it can get quite confusing.
1: Mm. Yeah, and it's also very like like you said earlier, um generational, right? Like for example, your parents know Jalan Jalan Tuan Kodur Rahman as um Batu Road, right? Whereas I think I grew up with the, I mean, knowing that that's Jalanta already. You know so, so I think to an extent, yeah, the naming convention, as much as I think whenever there's um, any attempt at trying to rename certain street names, I think people get a bit riled up, you know, for better or worse. <laughs> um, but, but eventually, I, I guess, yeah, I mean, but sometimes, yeah, the changes do happen. And and, yeah. and eventually people will get used to it, right? And then that's the yeah. that's the interesting part. Um, I mean, as much as I guess some people will be a bit nostalgic about it, eventually the future generation won't probably or will sort of like struggle to remember that, you know, Jalan was once called Baturu, right?
0: Yeah. And yeah, so Jalan was once called Baturu, but some other people will remember what the meaning. I mean, did you know that Jalan Taw is actually technically... Jalan Twanku Abdul Rahman.
1: Yes, <laughs> because I think that's that's how my parents called it yeah, back then. Called yeah. it then,
0: yeah. But not everybody knows that. You know what I mean? Mm. So, mm. so to them, it's like Jalan Tala, Jalan ta lah. You know what I mean? And then, so the T can be a capital T, and the AR can be, you know, for all you know, because it is not an abbreviation. It is Jalan Ta. and and so yeah, it, it's quite it it changes in a way the character. Because if you think of tar, like tarring a road, you know, it's very far away from this road named Batu. But Batu Road is because it led up to this area, which we've just gone through in the elections, right? We know that one of the areas is Batu. For, for, you know, in terms of, of, you know, when you're looking at your constituencies, right? Uh, within the KL uh, um electoral whatever they call it plan or whatever um <clears throat> you you have an area called Batu and um well that's why the road name was called Batu Road. <clears throat> I think I kind of also want to mention that actually if you think about KL um you know there's always a zero milestone. all towns have zero milestones or like cities have zero milestones. And the Kuala Lumpur Zero milestone starts at the clock tower in front of uh, the Sultan Samad building. So when you go how many miles from where uh, in KL, it will be, the you know, it will sort of be like a, a, a what do you call it? A, a not a circle. You're like at this you know that basically you have a center point and then and then you draw a circle around it right um your center point is the clock tower in front of the clock tower um on jalan raja uh and um that's the so in a way the starting point of uh your milestone which is, you know, in this case in Malaysia, since we use, we are no longer, we use metric, right? So your kilometre point, lah, yang zero kilometre tu, is that point. How did so, they decide that? Very often it's decided, very often it's where, uh, like the post office is, or, or a, a major civic building is, you know, that that's kind of, because you have to kind of say how many miles away or how many kilometers away from a point, uh, you you kind of need to to mark it, and so that's why you have your zero milestone. Um, so if you go to a place like Johor Bahru, a place like you will see that those have zero milestones, and and uh, often uh, they they are linked to the historic town center. Uh, they are always linked to the historic town centre. The historic town centre will um, have, you know, this kind of indication uh, is, is very often associated with either, like I say, a major civic property or a post office, which is where the, um, in the case of the Sultan Samad building, that's where the post office was, you know, um, the, the the first main permanent GPO was. Um, in front of NICS, which is now, you know, directly the big building next to it is the former GPO. But when they first built the Sultan Samad building, the permanent um, telegraph office, uh, telecommunications and postal service was on the corner of, of the Sultan Samad building. So, yeah, that, that would make perfect sense. You had You know, a a new town, a burgeoning town that was growing, Uh, you had a system of administration which was interposed by the British colonial administrators in in, um, the city. So you build this building and you put your zero, you identify your site and that's where your zero milestone is.
1: That was heritage conservation expert Elizabeth Cardosa sharing her thoughts and observations of street names in KL. We're going for a short break. Stay tuned. I'm Hanif Baharudin and you're listening to I Love KL on BFM 89.9. BFM eighty nine point nine. You're listening to I Love KL, bringing you closer to the people and places of our capital city. I'm Hanif Baharuddin. Joining me on the show today via Zoom is heritage conservation expert Elizabeth Cardosa, and we've been talking about street names. Now we're going to unpack how our street names came to be and how they've evolved throughout the years.
0: Um, you know, a, a really good reference is um, this book Kuala Lumpur Street Names, uh, which I think has been covered in in lots of talks by BFM and sure people look for podcasts in it, they will find, uh, written by Mariana Issa and Morgan Kaur. And um, it documents, uh, it's like a directory that tells you uh, why this particular street is named a particular thing. So you can actually kind of look at it and you can also cross-reference. Um, so your your Jalan Tha will you will cross-reference with Jalan Thanggok Doraman and you will find you know, uh, Jalan Batu and Jalan and Batu Road, all in the same uh, reference, uh, because they they will be cross-referenced, and you will get the history of the place. So, so that's kind of a really good reference. But I think that when KL first began, you're you're talking about um, you know a, a small uh, trading post, and the streets really were were the the longer streets were named. Um, there were arterial roads you know what what led to places so jalan ampang ampang road led to ampang town well ampang the mines in ampang because uh there was they they were there you know because of the economic and commercial and, and um needs of of the place so you have a road going that way um to service uh the the Industry or the economic needs of of the place, you have a Batu Road again going out to the to to the mines there. You have Pudu Road going out to and Sungai Basi, going out to those mines as well, going out to those areas. Pataling going well south to toward west, sorry west toward Pataling, a Damansara Road that that you know led out to Damansara. And so those names of those places uh, were marked by, you know, 15th mile, third mile. You know, old Klang Road, for example, was Klang Road. And if you say third mile Klang Road or eighth mile, you know, Ululangat Road, you know, Um, it was, well, eighth mile means from where, right? There had to be a zero mile, right? To get to eighth mile. Um, So your zero mile was marked by the, the, uh, by these particular um, places for Kuala Lumpur, it would be marked by the clock tower. So if you say uh, fifth mile Klang Road, it will be, you know, as the crow fl- flies five miles from, from there. Um, so now, of course, no, not as the crow flies, huh? because you might follow the curve of the river, you might you know you might have a bridge you may not have a bridge you may have to go around a Banjaran, right so so um you, you know when you're when you're looking at these things um they really have to do with with the distance um also has to do with the, with these markers so i think that the original set of roads really were the early roads were laterite they were dirt roads um they were paths that you could get carts on that you could get your kandang kerbao, um on to transport like your tin from one place to another your 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 little if you weren't able to transport by water you would transport by road and these roads so you would need to have um these earth roads or these. And later, of course, they became tarred because then you um, don't have to worry about, uh, it's more efficient, that's all. And, you know, as the economy develops and as the industry develops, you add, um, you you tie your roads, you pave your roads um, differently. So I think the original, like I said, um, streets uh, for, for KL will be, formed that way. Now, in what is now referred to as the Chinatown area, you know, that there, there's more of a grid-like pattern. And, and that came about a bit later because of the way in which um, the British uh, colonial administration wanted to um, divide up um, the town into lots, into building lots, so they could build and they could um, sell the land, and people could purchase and say, I own this particular section, and I can build on it, and I can build X, Y, or Z, you know, uh, on it. And to today, we follow those lots that have been identified. Sometimes the lots are amalgamated, you know, there were three lots. Now you have one big building on it, and you amalgamate the lot, numbers, but at the end of the day, um, this System is still prevalent from today, so I think that that you still kind of have that as your early, you know, your early arterial roads that go out. Um, then you have uh, something else which um, became known uh, even in that in the early days uh, related to the the people that lived around there. So you have uh, Jalan Malaka in the center of Kea, which is, um, there was a Kampung Laka Um, that all got relocated later to Kampung Baru, otherwise it called Kampung Baru, because there were other, uh, you know, settlement areas, which were by, um, in terms of groups of of people coming from similar backgrounds or whatever. that had shared histories or shared stories or shared um, come come from shared communities. Um, they would be in an area, and then okay, in in the case of Kampung Malacca, it got relocated, right? But so you have a Jalan mlaka, which harkens back to a Kampung Laka. um And why is it called that? You are from Laka. you know. It's because uh, the people um, who lived in and around there were originally from Laka, right? And so you, you have that, that that kind of um, areas which were also named or streets which were named not just after a, a place, let's say, at the end, but maybe named after a community that, that uh, it related to. Um, and when the British administration sort of started naming roads, um, you know, they not only named them after these settlers or settlements, groups of settlers, but then they started naming them after Orang um, Kanamaan, you know, uh, you know, people who were administrators, who were famous, who were. Who had something to do with the place historically? So you have a Jalan Swettenham now, Swettenham Road, um, and that would be named after Frank Swettenham, who was an early resident. You know that that kind of thing. You would have a Maxwell Road, um, and and so you at, at along which you have a Maxwell School. By the way, you know. Um, So the school will be named Maxwell School because it's along Maxwell Road. Uh, Maxwell Road kind of has morphed quite differently. So the school is now not quite along Maxwell Road. It used to be because of the changes within the city and the way the the roads move and, and are located or relocated. Or as I said, you know, partly appear or disappear. Uh, within the city context But this book The street names kale street names Really Really is a really Excellent uh, reference And gives you a lot of this Kind of Factual information About, about it So you would have Names like um, uh, They weren't only named I think after the British personalities But they would also be named After local personalities So you have you know Jalan Tambusami Pile you know named after Tambusami Pile um and uh you, you know and then and then even later day personalities Jalan Tun Sambanthan you know named after uh Tun the late Tun Sambanthan uh, Jalan Tun Tan Cheng Lock uh named after you know so you get you get not just historical personalities, but personalities over a period of time who may change. And that continues to change because if you think about it, most recently, I think in this last year or two, uh, last few years, for example, even in PJ where I live, right in front, um, we had uh, a Jalan Smanga, I think he's now called Jalan uh uh Professor Kukekin and Jalan University is called Jalan uh, uh, Professor Diraja Ugwaziz, you know, um, because they were personal, after they passed away, um, that in a way to honour them, uh, some of the streets around which they had some association, maybe some long association, um, got names got changed and replaced as a result. And as you said, you know, sometimes people feel, "Oh, we shouldn't be doing that now. I you know we should be keeping the historical names. It, I think it, it really is, um, to an extent, you can say that there are many new new roads that are being built. And therefore, why don't you just name a new street? Lah. Or in the case of PJ, you know, because we have Jalan, uh, Anambla you know, Tiga. Uh, which may be quite a big road, um, just since it has, it can be Jalan, you know, Dato So-and-So, which is also Jalan, you know, an Tiga. Do you know what I mean? There, there is no reason why. But when you start changing names like Janga, Jalan Semangat and Jalan University and Jalan Kemajuan, in a sense you start changing the character of a place. Um, because the original association for why these names came about uh, gets kind of a bit like lost. So, you if you think about um, Jalan Duta or Jalan Parliament, um, and you know Jalan Duta is now Jalan Tun Abdul Halim, right? Uh, and that's because when Jalan Duta. Was originally uh, established. Uh, All the embassies were supposed to be along that street. In the end, they didn't end up. That was the original planning. They didn't end up there. Um, But uh, the Istana Negara, the purpose-built Istana Negara, is, you know, somewhere along that street, and therefore the name and the Sultan the Agung at that time. happened to be uh, Tongkualim, right? And so it got named after him. And we have places like uh, Jalan Selangor or Jalan Negeri or Jalan, you know, and, and if you look around you, you will kind of say, oh, there was an Istana there that relates, an Istana hingap maybe that relates to, to uh, the place. So these associations are always very interesting when you you kind of know a little bit more about a place, about the origins of a place or the history of a place, when you understand something about the names, because names are not just plucked out of thin air. I know sometimes they seem to be, but generally speaking, there is a rationale behind historically why names were were established in that particular way. But I think more lately, um, you know, we have uh names that that reflect uh, themes. We have areas that, you know, in Bangsa, there's an area that is named after a lot of fish names, you know, like Jalankura, you know. So you have themed uh, areas, names with themes. They may be named after after plants, they may be named after you know a particular uh species or something like that of, of uh fauna. Um and then you, then you start getting into the names of estates, right? In Cheras, we have this new jalan, uh, what do you call it? Taman X, Y, and Z. And you go, why on earth is this really strange name Taman Kinrara? Where does it come from? And when you start looking at old maps, you will start going, oh, there used to be an estate there, a plantation there that was called Kinrara, you know? And, and then you begin to understand. So actually, in in a sense, it's really quite nice when these associations continue into, into present day, I think, use. Um, although we don't talk about it in this way. I think most most cities or most places, you don't think about it that way, except strange people like Nila.
1: Um, when it comes to street names, um... I assume they're usually uh, decided by the authorities, but do they consult the communities involved around the area? Or <laughs> has there ever been a case where a community sort of like lobbied for this area to be named, you know, something else?
0: I think that there sometimes there are, you know, um, political interventions. Like, um, it, was it a couple of years ago when uh, one of the... Um, roads off of uh, Jalan Rajalau, was it Jalan Rajalau or Jalan or Jalan Ta, got renamed. Um, I think it was right. I can't remember whether it was Rajalau, Jalan Ta. Um, but it got renamed Jalan Palestine. And it would have been, uh, you know, we have, if we have a Jalan X1, Lorong X1, Lorong X2, um, because, you know, maybe there are eight streets off of it. You end up uh, with it that way. And and this one street, very short street, got named that and renamed that. And it was renamed that because um, City Hall decided that they wanted to honour the cause, the Palestinian cause. And everybody was like, really like, if the Palestinian cause, which everybody agrees is an important cause... um renaming like a small street, you know, a, 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 something like that is it's not, doesn't make an impact. And actually it's kind of like, so you have, uh, you know, Lorong, can't remember for the life of me where that was. Let's say Lorong, Tonko 6 one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. You don't have eight, but you have nine, 10, 11. But eight has become Jalan Palestine. Kind of confuses things, you know what I mean? And so so in a sense, sometimes you kind of like wonder, maybe if they had consulted a little more widely, they would have come to a, a more rational or, or irrational decision or, or being able to rationalize their decision and being able to not just present it to the citizens of Kuala Lumpur, but to say, look, this is what we're thinking of and this is the reason why. But ultimately... Um street names are under the purview of the city authority under the under DBKL in the case of KL, under the Majlis for Bandaran or Bandaraya in, in PJ, you know, Subang Jaya and Subang and Klang. So you have um they fall into this category. And in KL, I think um in the 19... 19- Hundreds in the early 1900s there was a committee that met to decide on street names and that committee I think has you know has remained intact in place except it has changed its I think after KL became a city it has changed if I remember correctly it has um it is no it I think the name of the committee or, or or its functions have slightly transformed. But there is a committee that tells you um how to name your streets. You know, that is so it isn't random. I think that's the thing to remember. It isn't a random decision. Ah yeah, okay. La. Today we feel like you know we're just gonna call it, you know, X or Y or Z, you know. Um, no. It it actually has to have um it is considered and and the consideration is, is not an individual's consideration, it is by committee. And the committee very often um, has a very clear rationale as to why they're naming something a particular way. And if it's named after a person, a personage, very often the, the families are consulted, you know, beforehand. So... I'm not going to name uh, Jalan Hanif, um, you know, if I don't talk to you about it first, lah. And uh, and then you kind of have to, or if you know your or your family has to kind of go, oh, yeah, that's a good idea. You know, we're quite happy for that. You know, um, to be called in that particular way. So so I think it is interesting in that in that if we were to know a little bit more about KL through its street names and the and the changes in its street names to understand um how the city has changed over the 150 years 180 years it's big come this you know from its origins as a small from you know a cluster of kampong and and a trading post um to to this metropolis that that we now live in
1: yeah, that's precisely my next question to sort of like end this conversation. How, how do we go about, you know, reflecting on that? I mean, yeah, because, because, because like you said, right, I think uh, going back to how people uh, associate um, themselves with an area um, based on memories and based on familiarity, how do we go about doing that? And how do we go about reflecting on street names, where we live, where we, I mean, work, via these names, right? Because I think... You know, we can't help but get a bit nostalgic and especially the more we know about certain things, the more we're like, oh, you know, why why are they are they naming or renaming this street to a different yeah. name? Because this street has always been known as, as X, Y, and Z because of, you know, of of certain rationale, right? So um yeah, how, how how do you suggest people, you know, start, I guess, reflecting on this a bit more and also understanding the rationale behind how, you know, why things are such, I, you know?
0: I think I think we have to start paying more attention to the history of a place. I think we kind of have to start. Not just being nostalgic, because it's not just about nostalgia. It is about really um, reflecting and understanding more what's and all, yeah. Because sometimes it's for bad reasons, yeah, and for just absolutely wrong reasons (laughs) that we remember something, you know, because something tragic maybe has happened there. But you know, the city is changing and it's growing at quite a phenomenal pace, right? I mean, if you think about, you know, 10 years ago when you first came to KL or 15 years ago when you first came to KL, it really was KL meaning the Greater Klang Valley. Yeah. Um, because we say we live in KL, but actually we mean Benically, the Greater yeah. Klang Valley, right? Yeah. Yes. Um and if you think about the Greater Klang Valley, 15 years ago, the between KL and Suramban, you would think about moving between two cities. Now, and between KL and Klang, you would think about moving between KL and you would pass Subang, Subang, and then you would pass Cha'alam, and then you would pass Klang, and then you would enter Klang before you get to Port Sweternam, Port Klang, right? Now, you think uh, KL, -er. because really the the rate of um, change or, or growth and the connections and the boundaries between each of these places kind of um, are disappearing at a fairly phenomenal uh, rate and it's only when you have markers like um the big Gateway you know the the marble Archway so to speak between uh that marks the the on the highway on the federal Highway between KL and uh selangor so to speak um that that boundary, supposed to mark the boundary, right? Um, is there that you actually, but you might see the highway and you might not even know because if you're driving on the federal highway, you just pass under this archway, and you know, do you know that all of a sudden you have left uh the, the area where um, you have to deal with DBKL to an area where you have to deal with uh the PJ City authorities. And mm-hmm. It's only when you look at what is written on the lamppost, if you under, if you look to see where's the sabaden, where's the actual boundary, um, that you know that this has happened. And I think that it would be, not, not that we want to be nostalgic about it, but actually, I think it it gives us a better sense of our place. It better gives us a better sense of um, the history of of ourselves in relation to the place within which we live and operate and enjoy our and grow up and recreate and you know entertain ourselves and um i feel that that personally that really this ref, this having uh, and retaining uh, an understanding of this gives us just a deeper appreciation for what went on in the past. Um, And in a sense, um, gives us, I'm not going to say hope for the future, but, you know, just, just to think about, well, what can go on um and and how progressive you know society and, and and the world can become without destroying it. So we then have to consider climate change and we then have to consider you know all of these not very nice things that are happening, you know, um uh pollution and 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 dumping war and all the tragedies that come along with it. Um flooding and you know all these disasters, you know, from from rainfall because, because of overdevelopment um, that we as a society have to cope with and continually have to cope with. Um, but retaining, having these names give us something to, to, I think, attach ourselves to our past and to the history of our past and not to always be jumping or being only seeing that what is relevant is the present and the future Um, the past is really what marks the relevance for our future it's an anchor Anif I I, I see that and I see street names and area names of areas and settlements as the anchor um, to to ourselves to our communities to our um, beliefs to our understanding of of place to our identity of um, not just of society but of ourselves as individuals as well.
1: You've been tuning in to I Love KL and this week our resident heritage conservation expert Elizabeth Cardosa shared her reflections on street names in Kuala Lumpur. If you'd like to learn more about street names do check out a book called Kuala Lumpur Street Names A Guide to Their Meanings and Histories written by Marina Issa and Makanjit Kaur. That's all we have for this episode of I Love KL. If you miss any part of the show you can check out the podcast at pfm.my ilovekl our app which you can find via Google Play and the App Store and you can also listen to this podcast on Spotify. Don't forget to also follow the station on Twitter at BFM Radio My name is Sanif Baharudin and you have been tuning in to I Love KL bringing you closer to the people and places of our capital city Stay safe and join us again next week only on BFM 89.9 The Business Station
0: You have been listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9 The Business Station For more stories of the same kind download the BFM app